Luke 18. Verse 15 through 17. We give you praise. How many are excited about being in the house of God? We're going to start a little, I don't do series, but we're going to start a couple of weeks learning the government of love. The government of love. Luke 18. 15 through 17. I want to welcome everybody here this morning. God bless you. The government of love. Verse 15. Then they also brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, let the children come to me. I'm going to say that one more time. But Jesus called them to him and said, let the children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Father, we thank you for speaking this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated for a moment. Whoever does not receive the kingdom as a little child will by no means enter it. I want you to understand this morning that God's original intent was for his children to live freely through him. That's his original intent. And the battle of life as a Christian is for the will of man. Okay? The battle is the wills. Somebody say the battle of the wills. There's a battle of the wills. And what do I mean by the battle of the wills? Whoever has the will has the intent, has the life of the person. Okay? So whoever has the will wins the the battle of life. And God knows if his will is not known to men, it's hard for you to fight for righteousness. It's hard for you to continue to stay consistent and growing and going where God is calling you to be and become. I'm I'm gonna tell everybody in here a secret. You want God. How many of you, I don't think you're here if you didn't want God. You, you, you come and you're looking for something. You're looking for something. You're looking for something. You didn't come for no reason. You're looking for something. And, and what I want you to understand this is how God good, good God is because he knows that you didn't blind yourself. He's saying, I'm not denying you based on what you think your problems are this morning. So I want you, I'm going to shift some perspective this morning in you. I want you to give me an opportunity to teach you about you but I want you to I want you to do this I want you to throw away what you're going through come on tell somebody take a mental assessment and I want you to throw away what you're going through because I want you to know that what you're going through does not dictate who God designed to call you to be it does not call you to be who you think you are versus who God called you to be what you go through or where you are in life right now 
It's not saying that's what you want. You wouldn't probably be here. Sometimes devils do come to church, but I don't think that's you this morning. You, what you will to do, you just haven't learned how to do. Tell somebody, what I will to do, I just haven't learned how to do. And the reason why you haven't learned how to do, because you didn't blind your own mind. And I apologize because we, we, we're training the church to learn how to get out of the government of the law to come into the true government of love. Because we didn't teach us, we are not trained enough to train people to know who Christ really came to do. We didn't know that you were qualified for his grace because of your problem. You qualify for grace, not because you're good. You qualify because you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to mess some ministers this morning. Heads up. You qualify. See, some of your qualifications of what you think qualify you as a good Christian is disqualifying you. You qualify because you're wrong. But before we go there, I want you to understand. There is an innocence that is in you that God is wanting to get you back to. That can love him like a little child that can get back to your innocence. Come on, somebody say, I gotta get back to my innocence. Something has corrupted your innocence. And the reason why life is so hard is because something has caused you to lose your innocence to seeing Christ just as he is. It, something has caused you to be drowned with all kinds of things of life. How many of y'all know life can drown you in problems and situations and circumstances? How many of you know you can be drowned in that stuff? And before you know it, you didn't realize your boat, the, 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 the anchor been off. Well, I went fishing one time and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the anchor all the way down. And how many of you know, you don't even realize, like you're thinking the shore just right there. But you, you, you're moving, you don't even realize. You, you're like, maybe I'm tripping, but it looked a little further than I started. You just keep fishing. You keep fishing, keep fishing. And sooner or later, you, get, you catch something, you look around and say, whoa, where in the world is the shore? Because the anchor keeps you solid as you're fishing away. Tell somebody I got to be anchored as I'm fishing. The church has been fishing but haven't been anchored. And we've been sinking and sailing and moving. And we haven't been anchored long enough to fish and be in position. And when we're fishing and we're not positioned, watch this, we lose the fish. We lose the fish because we lost ourselves. And we want people to come to us when we've lost ourselves. And God is saying this, this morning, I want to anchor you. And I want you to understand that I need my fish to come into an anchored boat. I'm, I'm calling my fish to become an, come into a what? An anchored boat. I need you to be anchored down. But for us to be anchored down, we got to identify what happened to the anchor. I want you to go with me really quickly. I want you to go to me, 2 Corinthians 4, 2, 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 2 through 4. And while you're going there, I'm going to read Luke. Don't go there, but go to 2 Corinthians. Then they also brought the infants to him that he might touch them. Jesus is trying to touch the children. Jesus is trying to do what? He's trying to touch the children. 
But when the disciples saw it, watch this, they rebuked them. Okay? We're going to do an assignment really quickly. Okay? This is an assignment. Hopefully you got paper and pencil. I want you to write down three things that you believe real quick. I'm going to give you two minutes. That you, the reason why you believe that the disciples rebuked the children, rebuked them. They rebuked the children, rebuked the, the people from bringing the children. Why do you think they rebuked them from getting it to Jesus? Go ahead. Two minutes. One minute, actually. <laughs> Why are they forbidding him? Why, why, are these, why are these disciples forbidding them to come? What would be, what would be that, what would be the reason? They say this Sunday, Pastor, you're supposed to be just holding. No, we're gonna hold, we're gonna learn. 30 seconds, even if you got one thing, that's fine. All right, I'm going to get three people. What's on top of mind? Why would, why, would, why would the disciples hold them from the children? Their youth. Give me one more. Yeah, that's a little deeper. But on, just on, just right in the moment. What did he say? Didn't think they have needs. That's good. They discounted them to understand Jesus. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. They thought their way was the best way. Yes. Good. Ah. Uh-huh. 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 They have one more? Yes, ma'am. They thought they was insignificant at the time. <laughs> oh, this is good. Why, why do not stop them from coming? Religion can teach us a format that restricts what God is actually after. Because we're so focused on the ministry that we haven't become the ministry that sees the way God is trying to call us to the children. So the problem was, how about God was saying, if you're not seeing these children, you definitely won't see what you think I'm about to minister to. Because they're still children, but their chronological age is still just a, a, a mature. Who told you that a chronological adult is not a child in the spirit? So if you reject these, I already know you're going to reject them. Okay, we're getting somewhere. So every time you think you're doing something because you feel somebody should know something, I'm asking you, why should they know it if they don't, haven't known me? Uh-huh. Why do, you, why do you push them like that? Why do you fight them like that? Because I'm trying to show you how to know me so you can stop putting the expectation on them. Okay, so I need you to know. He said, why don't you read? Don't forbid them. Don't. I can tell when kids are crying. I respond to them. they just kids. See, something in you have lost your kid. Something stole your innocence. Something, oh yeah, if that, if the anointing don't come when the kid sings, you got to check. 
every time I see kids, say, I, I'll, I'll do the whole service. Just sing. I'm going to just cry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so deep. Y'all can sing the whole service. I'm going to just be so deep. You know why? Because what it does, it reminds me of how good you are to the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> It, it reminds me to get back to my innocence of what you've desired from us all along. You were not trying to make us figure out life. You were trying to, for us to discover life through staying as a little child with the format of understanding who you are. Look how pure children worship. They, they're not worrying. They're just pure. They're just what? Some kind of way religion told you that don't do like that. So religion taught you, don't you look like that because you won't be promoted. Who told you that? Not in the right place you won't. Who told you that your formula is going to get you the promotion? You have to understand, in my life, am I blocking the children from Jesus? Okay, all right. Have I been blocking the children? Jesus. I'm, I, I, I purposely put little notes because I got a lot. With one point, I can go 10 ways. Am I blocking the people from Jesus? Who have I been blocking from Jesus? Because of my perception that they're young. They're too young for that. They need to just obey. They need to just do this. What if Jesus said, don't you block them from me? What if you knew me at this age? As you ought to know me. Can you say amen? He said, for such the kingdom of God belongs. And unless you become back to your little childness, not child in, in behavior, but child in heart and mind, saying, God, I don't, want, I don't know anything outside of who you want me to know, which means I'm going to be led by the Spirit in maturity, in righteousness, so I can obtain everything that you call for my life. Can you say amen? So you have to understand God is calling you ultimately back to your vulnerable state as a child. If you're not reaching where you feel, you feel like you lost something, that means you lost your childlikeness. And I'm going to help you to identify what's happening there. Number one, what is the kingdom? Because he said if you can't have the kingdom, if we don't know what the kingdom is, we don't know if we meet it yet. It's interesting, the church, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. One time I asked them, I said, what is the kingdom? And they, they told me 10 different things. And none of them really was the core thing of what the kingdom is. So that tells me we now say things in church that we don't even understand. <laughs> These platitudes, we say all kinds of stuff, platitudes, platitudes. That's what a platitude is. You say it without meaning, without context. What is the kingdom? Uh-oh, I got some Christians in here. Righteousness, what? And? Where? In the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Where is it? Which means by default of being in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to function through righteousness, peace, and joy by walking by the Spirit. So that's being in the kingdom. Being in the presence of God, being in the Spirit is the kingdom. Say that with me. Being in the Spirit is being in the kingdom. Which means when I'm in the Spirit, I didn't say I can be of the Spirit but not in the Spirit. I can be of the Spirit, but not. How many of you know when you're in the Spirit and of the Spirit? I can be of it, but I can still be nasty, be crazy, lost out of my mind. How many of y'all had an attitude in the, of the Spirit? Y'all, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't, my eyes over here, I ain't, I ain't hurting you. How many of y'all, yeah, yeah, 
I can be of it. But how many of y'all when was in the spirit? You was loving people. You, you was beside yourself. Paul said, if I'm beside myself, that was of God. But if I'm in sound mind, that was for you. That means when I'm in the spirit, I do things that I wouldn't normally do. I love what I wouldn't normally love. I care for what I wouldn't normally care for. I put a Superman cape on for things that I wouldn't have even thought of when I'm in the spirit. Ah, I'm calling you back home as a little child to be in the spirit. So when you come to that vulnerable place, you'll be full of faith. And those who know their God would do great exploits. You know why? Because what you thought they were judging you from, they was actually trying to follow you in. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You thought they were judging you wrong, but they actually want to follow you in it. They actually want to follow you, but they see something in you. So God assigns people to test the you that's you so he can provoke you to the you that's him. Is this helping you this morning? Now, I want you to understand, you have not blinded your own mind. Go back to that scripture I told you to go to. I want you to go with me here. Then they also brought, uh-oh. What did I tell you to go? Yeah, here we go. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame. Of what? We have renounced them. The hidden things of what? Of shame. Not walking in the craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse uh, 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are what? Are perishing. Whose minds the God, whose minds the what? Whose minds the God of this age, the God of this what? Has did what? So every religious person that told you you're running from God, they didn't understand the full story. Because you can't run from a God that you don't know. You will, but you won't. Because it's not really running. You just don't know him. You got to know the difference between running and not knowing. Running with, with the context means that you ran because you knew what you was called to do. That's a lie. Because if you really tasted it, you wouldn't run from it. Oh, God. If you really tasted him in this way, you wouldn't run from it. So all of those religious platitudes, it's a stumbling block. And preachers who love God has to be the middleman and say, hey, that's not right, church. And this is right, world. Come to Christ. We got to be in the middle because we got to save a church that's very ignorant. We got to save a world that needs to know him. Can you say amen? Who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Who blinded their minds? The God of this world. Who blinded it? That means the law of exposure. Somebody say the law of exposure. Okay, let me tell you something about the law of exposure. The law of exposure says whatever you're exposed to that you didn't have principles for, you can be defiled. That's why many people think that God didn't want Adam and Eve to partake of that fruit 
But what if he did want them to know evil? He just wanted them to know the way he wanted to teach them. I'll leave that alone. They ate prematurely of principle. And when you experience things prematurely of the word construction, your ex your, that exposure causes you to build trust blocks, walls. How many of y'all ever been, don't raise your hand, but many people have been through things even in your adolescent stages. Watch this. Because the exposure was so great, but nobody around you was mature enough to identify you, identify your construction, your solar architecture. They didn't understand you. Watch this. You had to build formations inside of you to protect your construction. But it really wasn't protecting you. It was actually hell teaching you how to train you to protect yourself so you can start defending yourself. Okay? So I want you to understand things that you've gone through, the devil desire you to believe it was all of you. Not your exposure that perverted you, that blinded your mind. So most of the things that people are going through, even if you're protecting it, which is a defense, you're only defending because that's what you're trained to do. Nobody protected you from the exposure. We're so honest, I wasn't going to, this, this week, we cut all tablets in my house, all of them, everything off. I'm still wondering if I'm going to turn them back on. Everything off. I'm actually, y'all going to start learning a curriculum. I'm building a curriculum around because I see attitudes. See, I, 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 I teach, but I, li I live it too. If I see attitudes and I get so busy, I say, oh, let's see where this is coming from. Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? So I got to trace it. Oh, the devil's trying to build a culture. <laughs> He's trying to build an environment. Who, like, who are you? Where are you coming? Who are you? No, 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 no. This is not who we are. Okay, what do I need to shut down? Okay, this stops. Okay, let's, we, we building a new format. We're building a new format. Family time. Building a new format. Family time, yep, no, no tablets, nobody. Uh, now I'm going to have to set a record, a, a, a regulation. Uh, all of this can't go, okay? So, so, so you, you, you have to be intentional. You have to be what? You got to be intentional because what you're going through, you had the law of exposure. It was too much for what you did not understand. And you don't know why you're fighting so hard because you know too much where you haven't learned to hollow be thy name. You haven't learned to hollow be thy name. You can't ex be exposed where you haven't hollowed be thy name. When I hollow be his name, then I'm able to handle any of the wiles of the hell. Lord, spirit, hollow be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. You've been exposed to too many options. And God has got to take your option B out. He got to take your option C out. And he wants you back to the original intent. Can you say amen? Tell somebody the law of exposure. The law of exposure 
ending in itself. The Bible says we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're battling against what? Principalities and powers and rulers of this age. Okay? Remember, the Bible also says there's a wisdom of this age. There's a wisdom of man. He, no, he didn't say just knowledge. He said wisdom. Okay, so that means that there's a training module. There are training constructions of how the age trains. Okay, so the church was not supposed to be trained by that, that law of exposure. That's why I always say, even if you're going to college, you need to study God's word more. Because if you're going to college and your spirit is not prepared, you're going to be a robot. You're going to defend principles that haven't been properly thought out with wisdom. Because your construction is in the wisdom of the world or the wisdom of man. When you go all the way back to the original intent, the intent of God was for you to see him. How many of y'all tracking with me? Okay. All right. So the law of exposure, God says you've been exposed to too much and it's robbed you from your innocence. It robbed you from your innocence. So I have to return you back and hollow you in me so you can see clearly. Tell somebody say, I want to see clearly. Come on, say, I want to see clearly. Oh, Jesus. Hebrews 4.2. Hebrews 4.2. I just got to prove this to you. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. It was preached to what? As well as? Watch this. Everybody in here is hearing the same word. But everybody's going to interpret it different in accordance with faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of what? And the are not saved. Okay. Ultimately, faith is trust in God. Who is God? God is love. Somebody say God is love. Think quick this morning, saints. Y'all give me a, a 45 minutes. I, I got to pour everything in one bit. Faith is ultimately the trust of love. Faith ultimately is trusting love. It's trusting what? God, the Bible says, God is, not God does love. It says God, okay, so if God is love, now what we get confused about, if God is love, well, why do bad things happen? Great question. If love was controlled, it can't be love. Think with me. Come on, you think in college, you think in school, but you come to church and you stop thinking. If love, if I make you love me, it's not love. That's called control. So if God says, I'm going to make you where you continually worship me, but you don't have choice. I'm, I'm a dictator to where you don't even need faith. You don't need faith. Because I made you, but it's not love because you don't, for you to love me, watch this, you only love 
where there's an opposite. Oh God, Jesus. Okay. I, 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 I. You cannot love without something saving you, which means a problem produces an outcome. Adam did not know love. The Bible says there's a woman that had an issue. And Jesus says, those who have been forgiven much, love much. Because the disciples thought that they were better than her because they've been hanging with Jesus. And Jesus says, you think because of your church going and you walking with me that you got more faith than her. But I say, those who have been forgiven much, love much. What that means is, because of what they've been through and lost their innocence, be, oh, because who I am, watch this, as soon as they allow me into their party, their pain, it's going to prove my love to them. So I prove my love through your weakness. So you don't only qualify, this grace qualifies because you have a problem. Yet you was a sinner, I died. Let's go to the scripture. I want you to know it's not my words, it's his words. How many of y'all being blessed this morning? I want you to go with me real quick. I want you to go with me. Did I not put it in there? Maybe I didn't. Oh, here we go. No, I don't think I put it in there. The Bible says that yet we were sinners, he did what? He died. He did what? He showed his love in this. Watch this. He didn't show his love because you was right. This is how he showed his love. For anybody who said they're mature in faith, watch this. You have to have a testimony proving how did he die for what you didn't know. This is why the Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may? So are you telling me that sin makes grace abound? I'm going to mess you up for a second. Are you telling me that sin makes grace abound? It kind of like I'm preaching, go sin so you can get grace. That's why I'd say, just hold on. Because after that, he said, certainly, watch this. He, he said, so, so shall I continue in sin? that grace may abound. They certainly not, because those who already died to it shall no longer live in it. What does that mean? I'm, I, you know what, sometimes I try to get simple messages and it just don't turn out the way that I thought. Shall I continue in it? No, you know why? You've been set free from it. Let me make it simple. After you have tasted Christ in this, you don't even want to go back. So although it allowed you grace, it was trying to see if you was going to use the grace that I've delivered to you. So now that I've graced you in your mess up, now it's time for you to walk in it. You have to understand, Christ died for the ungodly. If you are ungodly and you've been messing up in your life, somebody say, I qualify. Come on, say, I qualify. 
This morning I qualified. Look at your neighbor and say, I qualify. You can look at me crazy, nasty, whatever you think I am today, but I, I might be qualified more than you. I qualify. I'm a qualifier. I, brother, I, you know what? I came with a problem. I thought you were better than me. But, a, but based on what pastor talking about, I qualify. I qualify for this goodness of the goodness of God. I qualify for this love. Because, yeah, I'm doing it wrong. He's still calling me to right. Y'all got to hear me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keep messing up and I don't want to mess up. He's still telling me and calling my name. He's still making ways out of no way. He's still making a way that I didn't even know that it, it could be provided for me. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back home because I'm realizing now that he wasn't against me. He was for me. And I come to tell you this morning, if anybody told you that this story this morning, I don't care what church you've been in. And if they rejected Jesus, I apologize that there was a bad representation of who Christ really is. Because God doesn't rebuke anybody that don't know him. You say, well, I do know him, but you don't know him as you ought to. Because if you tasted the goodness, you're going to live in that thing. If you taste it in the way that you ought to taste, you don't want to leave it. That's how good God is. Tell somebody God is good. you got to understand, everybody in here, that you don't, you, God don't want you to die purposeless. You are made with a purpose. What you are trying to be, your culture, has, it, it has made you to be. Your, your environment is, is conducting you. Remember the law of exposure. Your exposure was training. It was discipling you because nobody was standing in the spirit and saying, this is the way we're going to walk. This is the way we're going to know and find God in truth and love and kindness. And we're going to walk in purpose. I'm not screaming at you. I'm sorry. That was, I just called passion. You have to understand what happened to you. Because if you don't know what, allow God to show you what's happening to you, you don't know where he needs to pay for you. He wants to pay because he's already paid the price. But you got to understand that you're qualified for that, uh, 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 those food stamps. You qualify for this government assistance. You, you qualify for this cheese. You, you qualify. Tell somebody I qualify for this government assistance. Oh, no, I'm qualified for this one. You, you, don't know, you, you can talk about me if you want to. I qualify for this government assistance, and I'm going to keep qualifying for this government assistance. This is my government assistance program, and it's called faith. When I go into the room, I go get my government assistance program, and then it make me to become somebody who I'm not supposed to be. This is, my, I, this is my government assistance. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hand and say, thank you for the government assistance. His grace is sufficient in your weakness. You qualify with your crazy self. You qualify with your nasty self. You qualify with your undeserving self. You qualify. And don't let nobody tell you you don't. Yeah, I got it wrong, but I qualify. Yeah, I keep sinning, but today I know I'm not a sinner. I qualify. I qualify. I qualify. I qualify. I know I'm battling with unforgiveness, but I qualify. I know I'm battling with mindsets, but I qualify. God is wanting you to know that you qualify. This government assistance program. It comes with benefits. 
it comes with benefits. It comes with benefits. <laughs> it makes you rich <laughs> where you've been poor. <laughs> it, it, it makes you happy. It makes you proud <laughs> where you've been down. It relieves stress. It relieves, it relieves depression. It, really, it makes it go away. God is trying to call you to make sure that you can enter in. Show your card. Show your, I'm a part of the government assistance program. Y'all done messed me up this morning now. God is calling you back to know that you qualify. You qualify. From this day, stop saying I disqualify. Don't you disqualify. It's not wise to judge yourself by yourself. Stop saying you don't qualify. I qualify everything that grace has abounded for. I qualify for everything that Jesus has died for. Don't tell yourself you don't qualify. It was my problem. It was my problem that qualified me for this assistance. It was my lack that qualified me for this assistance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it's my lack that qualifies me. So he's saying, Hebrews 4.2, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith or who heard it. What happened to the faith? Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 2.10 real quick. 2 Thessalonians, what happened to the faith? So it's saying, even though people are hearing the word out here, because the technological deception and defilement that has trained us because of the law of exposure, the law of exposure has caused us to be discipled by the principalities and the powers of the wisdoms of this age. And we don't know anything else because we had to deliver an identity. So we can know who we are okay we can't live without knowing who we are because we, we don't know what to do so we, we had to build an identity with at least what we do know so God is saying I understand that's why mercy is following you I know why you do the things that you do I know why you get it wrong I know why you even want to get it right but you keep wanting it. you know when I was in the world of the world, not in the world, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. You know, I was of the world. Y'all ever have these questions to yourself? Like, why I keep doing what I don't like to do? You know, one day I was, I was stuck in sin doing something. I said, why do I keep doing it? And I, I don't even like it. I mean, in the moment I like it, but I don't even like it. But kind of like ding dong. How many of you ever felt like a ding dong? You feel, make you feel like a ding-dong, like, like I'm a ding-dong. Like, why do I do what I don't want to do, but, but, but I keep doing what I don't, watch this, want to. So, 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 so why do you do what you don't want? So what is the, who is in you don't want it? Oh, my question to you is, this is why you belong to God. This is why you qualify. Because if it, you, watch this, it's the don't want to in you that's screaming out mercy. It's screaming out mercy. It's the don't want to do it that's screaming out mercy, saying, I need you to accept my government program. It's the don't wanting to say, I need you to, to, to accept my government assistance. So you stop feeling shame about what you don't understand. Let's see why faith was happening to it. Y'all ready? This is the government of love. Second Thessalonians, watch this. And with all unrighteous deception, 
among those who perish because they did not. Now, what's the word? Spoke to them? Yeah, but, but they accepted without faith. But they didn't receive the, that. You know what it says, church? You thinking that we're not saying things. Millions of dollars are going out to outreach. Things are being said. You'll be shocked as how, much, how much churches have for, for outreach. Millions. It would make it seem like we're not saying. So when we feel like we're not saying, we keep saying. But what if Jesus saying, I'm not telling you to just say. I'm telling you to be. Because they're hearing the word, but by not being mixed with faith. What is that faith? They're rejecting the love of the truth. So they're hearing it, but they don't understand the love of it. So they've made love be something that it's not. But even that, people don't want it. They feel that's not love. This is why you, you, you got to be careful with your, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're defending something. Maybe they're just fighting to know that, that you know, that you, they know that they, don't, that they don't want that. But they have to defend it because it's all they know. Doctrines are being twisted because we've made love to be everything. That cannot be love. Love has to be governed by something. Say that with me. Love has to be governed by something. If it's not governed by something, it is not love. Love cannot be subjective. Love cannot be what? It cannot be subjective. It has to be objective. You know why? Because if love was subjective, that means even though your body feels something different, my question to you is, why are you doing things that you say you hate doing? If love is subjective, why you don't love what you're doing? That means you're running from something. God is calling us back to our vulnerable place with him. Somebody say the government of love. This is why you are called to walk out righteousness in love. The love of God leads us to repentance. It's, do y'all know God don't even beat you up to get right? I, I, I'm trying to help you. I, God, you know, it's so interesting. If I go get somebody who want to get out what they're going, they say, you know, you know, I know God don't like me. So somebody taught you that. Who told you that? God ain't rebuking you for what you don't know about him. God does not rebuke you in that way for what you don't know about him. Can I tell you why? I need y'all to understand this because this is going to help you in your life to you to stop removing yourself from the love of God. The Bible says nothing can separate you. Is it not? What, what, not, what is it? Nothing. What? Nothing can separate you from the 
Watch this. He even went so far, the scripture went so far to say, not even principalities or powers. That did it for me. You telling me the devil can't even remove me? So I'm going to take all them prophetic prophets that talk about the devil making me move. No, 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 no. Nothing can separate me from this love. No principalities, no powers, no things of this age. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Somebody say nothing. So what that tells me when I feel separation, something has exposed, been exposed to me that was bigger than me that now took my focus. It took my intention. It took my attraction. <laughs> it took my attention. And I tell y'all all the time, whatever takes your attention got your intention. If it gets your attention, it's going to take your so, so you have to understand that God is saying, I know where you are. What's fighting you about who you are, about where you are, there are laws that's in your members that are not worked out yet. So there are laws in you that I need to help you to understand that the law is fulfilled in love. So there's a stumbling block that's keeping you from me. So what we usually do, how many of y'all ever felt a stumbling block? What I usually do is say, I'm just tired of trying to find out how to get over this stumbling block. So you usually settle in the wall. You settle. God, you look like you just called me to retire with this. You look like you just told me to just be, at least be nice. I at least need to, this is your list. I at least need to do it like this. Uh, and so you make yourself happy based on your planning. You didn't consider what God is calling you to be based on what he planned from the foundations of this world. So the law of exposure is still, it's still causing trouble in your members because you're seeing too much. How many of y'all, okay, let me, let's go through the high level of distractions and the lower level of distractions. Can I teach you the law of exposure? Let me teach you how you, you've been exposed. It's very interesting. This, 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 this is what's interesting. The law of exposure has, has such corrupted the way we think about God that we don't even know how to separate the difference between the laws and principles of success versus spirituality. This is not in my notes, but I, I'm, I feel like I want to help you, okay? This is why we don't understand why certain rich people who don't have God are rich. And we call them hellions and all that stuff. And I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. God will take many believers home before he takes them home. Well, they might not be going home, but I don't know if there's a different home. But. You say, well, why he would do that? I'm, I'm saved and sanctified. He would do that, sweetheart, because to make sure that you don't lose your salvation while you're mad at him, I'd rather you come on home. But because they're working the principles and their money, even though them, their business have to pay how much percentage a, a year? 5% Let my accounting. I had to help, get me help. That millions of 5%, they go feed the homeless. <laughs> So I'll rather keep them alive because they're keeping something in my word alive. So I even make the hellions work my word. Y'all got to hear me. They don't even know they got to work it. 
I was trying to move them out of position until you came in position. But you got jealous because you didn't understand how I work in this government of love. You wanted to be religious. I wanted to win souls. I wanted to win environments. I told you to disciple until I come. You want to shout in church. I wanted somebody to shout victory in the lands that I'm calling them to. All right, I'm going to slow down. I'm sorry. I'm not screaming at you. You got to understand the government of love, which is the government of God. Love, love, love is patient, it's kind, it's peaceable, it's true. It's called the fruits of the spirit. Somebody said the fruits of the spirit. You know, this is going to be our new church slogan. The love. We're going to test ourselves by the love of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, that, that's going to be one of the things you're going to get used to. Yeah, because I'm going to we're going to say we ain't got to argue. Go check yourself. Is the fruits running? Are they not? That's it. Is that simple? You, you, you got to understand. God wants his church, which is his children. Back to their vulnerable place as children, because as a child, you care less about all of the stuff that you've been, watch this, unless you've been exposed, unless you've been, and when you're exposed, it changes your personality. It changes how you identify with yourself and other people. And God is saying, I need you to hollow be my name. I got to put you back in a function where you can, yourself, I was talking about kids, but how many of you know adults? You spend five hours on social media. You're so exposed that you can't even say thank you, Jesus, from the last blessing that he gave you. Ah. Look how you got that job, and you didn't even turn around and say, God, I prayed for this job. Thank you. Like, I, you, know, you, know, you know why you can't realize it? The law of exposure makes you to keep searching. It's never enough. I got this job, but at least I'm still not at what, what beating my friend. I'm still not driving what they're driving. I'm still not. You are in the law of compare for, oh, compare, comparison is killing families. Comparison is killing children. It's hurting people. Why? Because you can't say thank you, Lord, just for what you've given me. If you can understand that the joy of the Lord, God is trying to get you the stuff. God is not fighting you. He needs you to have that blessing. You don't know that. He needs you to have the, he died so you can have it. But he cannot allow you to have it like that. Okay? So exposure is lying. It's keeping your attention from God's intention. Okay, okay. If you, this is why, you know, my plan this year, I want to stay in the spirit, in, not of. How many of you know we of sometimes, we're in sometimes? Okay, so you're going to be saved by being of, but you got to learn to stay in. My goal is to stay in 24 7. That means my diet got to be commensurate with where I'm walking. Tell somebody he's changing my diet. That was about for two of y'all, the rest of y'all, you'll get it at, at, at the next meeting. Yeah, yeah, you know why? Why am I doing that? Because I got to work this righteousness out. Y'all got to hear me. 
I, oh no, I'm, do, I'm making five years look like one year. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm making sure that I, I know, especially in this pigment, we haven't had a generational in, inheritance. I want my children's children to be blessed. I want that name on the wall when they say that's a spiritual movement. Abraham kept a spirit of things. The, the, the blood is still speaking in the blessing. <laughs> the blessing. Yeah, oh, God. See, I, I, I'm already, I got one minute. The blessing of Abraham was his covenant of obedience and love. I said, God, you already showed me. You're making me too excited. I'm too excited now. I mean, I wake up excited. I, oh, I got, I got to get this blessing. I got to, I can't work. I'm, I'm going to help you with your problem. I got to get this blessing. So I'm going to help you. Because my goal is to save his souls. But as I'm saving his souls, he's saying, son, y'all think when I say I got to get the blessing, automatically we think it's selfish. This is why. What you don't hear me saying is every blessing I get, I'm able to bless. <laughs> okay, so this one. Yeah. When I have the keys, when I have, the, when I have apartment buildings, when I have subdivisions, I say, get them kids who don't have no fathers. Bring them in these buildings. Every day is chapel. Who, 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 who is an orphan? Every day we got chapel. I got the keys. This money feeds that. That feeds that. That helps that. That's what God is talking about. I already know he's going to take care of me. I just don't want that because it's going to make me. You're not ready for it. It's too bigger than you. Anything that's bigger than you, you're not there yet. Let me get back to the foundation here. God is calling you back to the most vulnerable place of your being. Circumcise this generation, Joshua. Make them sensitive to my presence. Circumcise. Cut off the foreskin of their flesh. This is what we told Joshua. Cut off their foreskin. They have too much flesh. It takes me too long to get a word to them. When I want to speak to them, it, it takes too long to get around all the law of exposure has done to them. So I need them to be consistently sensitive. Why did I talk about a diet? Because I want to be consistently what? Because when I'm sensitive, wisdom flows. Wisdom what? Wisdom flows. Some, I'm going to give y'all, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so sold on who God is. Some of you, as soon as you tap into the wisdom, you're going to write that book in one day. I can tell those amens. We don't there. You are, you're going to tap into that divine purpose in, in, in a moment, in a flashing of an eye. Church, you're not, you're not going to be motivated just to pay bills and die. Tell somebody I'm coming out of this thing. You are not going to just be motivated just to pay bills and die. 
you're going to live and inherit and leave an inheritance to your children's children and not just a physical one because you got to make sure they can keep up with this blessing that they know it did not come because I just worked it came because I had some time from the holies of holies and I have allowed my blood is going to speak my covenant is going to speak from generations down tell somebody it got to speak it's got to speak it's got to speak. You are not limited. It got to speak. It got to speak. Even if you don't have a husband or somebody with you, what your prayer is, it's going to speak for your children. You don't need everything that you need. God's grace is sufficient. Come on, that government assistance worked out in every grace level. It got to speak. God is wanting you to know. Let me give you this last scripture. How many have been blessed so far? I want you to go to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Romans 5, 8, actually. Go to Romans 5, 8. I did put it on there. Romans 5, 8. That's what I was looking for at first. Write this down because I want you to rewind this in your mind. This, I want this to be a confession of your life. Romans 5, 8. <clears throat> but God demonstrated his what? His own love towards who? In that, so he's about to tell us what, what, how did he, what? His what? Okay, so this is why he died, okay? This is, this is a result of his dying. He demonstrated his, now he says, it's, I'm about to tell you what I did that in. In that, what? You qualified. You qualified. You didn't qualify because you got it right. You qualified because you got it wrong. All right, let, let, let's move. What did I tell you to go after that? Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. We're going to close. I want you to write these two things down. Write these two things down that you need to know. These are two things to know. God, these are two things that God wants you to know. Write this down. Two things that you need to know that's going to be uh, very critical to how you perceive God because God needs you to stop looking at him as an idol and look at him as a father Stop looking at God as an entity and he wants you to know him as a what? Father most of us look God as an entity an idol. He's God like like I can't mess with him but even Israel ran from God and God cursed that Because he was trying to meet them, but they kept looking at him as God not the father that he is to them so the fear of the Lord is not that type of fear. There are two types of fear. There's the fear that you run from God because you look at him as an entity. And then there's the fear of the Lord that's a reverence towards God. In the reverence towards God, you've learned something about his goodness. So it's not, it's not saying fear like you're scared. It's fear that I'm afraid to be without him. Oh, glory. That, that's the reverence fear that he's talking about. That's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Y'all tracking with me? Watch this, watch this. Two things that God wants you to know this morning. Watch this. Number one, it's going to be simple, but it's going to be complex. God wants you to know that the destruction that's happening in your life is not him. He wants you to know what? He wants you to know today you can stop blaming him. It's not him. Okay? Let me explain that real quick. The Bible says there is no, God does not tempt 
man with evil. For you to say God did it, that's to say that God allowed, watch this, God tempted this thing for it to go evil. So you're putting that on God. God didn't do that. Okay? So number one, God needs you to understand an ongoing understanding. I am not the one who allowed this. I, I didn't order this on your life. Watch this. I did order my word for your life. And I told you to choose life. Okay? What did I tell you to do? But I didn't order this. Because remember, I can't control you. That will, that, that will take me out of being the one that you experience love from. Okay? So I didn't order what's going on in your life. Choices did. The Bible says, I, 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 I tempt no man, but you're tempted by what? The things that is on, in your own desires. What, okay, based on what we just talked about, what brought those desires? The law of? Exposure. What brought the desires? The so the law of exposures bring the desires that you start to desiring, and it causes God to go after the curse. So He wasn't after you. It made it seem like you because you was with it. Okay. How many of y'all understanding this? No, no, no. I, I want everybody to understand. Sometimes we think God is after us. He's not after you. He's after the thing that's after you. But because it's teaching you to be with it, it feels like God is hurting me. I come to tell you, number one, God is not the one that's hurting you. God didn't pop your tire. God didn't, uh-oh, I know, I know, I know. God didn't make you lose your wallet. God, God didn't make your... I know how we think. See, I didn't even pay. I said something wrong. God forgive me because I didn't. Now my tires don't low it. Hey, I, you, he didn't pop your tire, sweetheart. <laughs> Y'all know how we spooky. <laughs> I mean, it gets spooky. Spooky. We spooky Christians sometimes. Look at my shirt. I, I don't think God telling me about the, the stuff. We get spooky. I thought I had a 20. I had a 10. See, God is after me. I lost my 10. But you know you had to. You spent that 10 last night on that meal that you weren't supposed to get. Stop lying on God. God made your money go, go missing. Ain't nobody took your money. You be bad management. Uh-oh, let me leave y'all alone. I ain't, about to, I ain't trying to fight with you this morning. What's number one? <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Number two. Number one, it was not me that's causing the destruction. Number two, watch this. But it is me that gave you the ability to be set free. So, number one, it wasn't me that cursed you. But it is me that gave you the ability to be set free. I'm going to paraphrase the rest. Matthew 11 says, come to me, all who are laboring, heaven laden. Come to me. What did he say? Come to me. What did he say? What did he say? 
One thing that maturity understands, everybody listen to me. If you're ever going to be in ministry, you should understand this principle. It's come to me so they can come to me. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I hear today. It's God come to me and they get away from me. That, that's the message today. That's the happiness in church today. God come to me, you get away from me. And that's some type of God. It's not the gospel of Christ Jesus, but I don't know. It's, it's a new gospel. Jesus come to me, but don't tell that winch to be by me. Winch not a curse word, right? I'll study it. If, I'll repent if I need to. Some, some have different words in them. That's all right. We're going to get to the altar. We're going to help you. That's why we're here. We're going to help you. We're here to help you. Come. <laughs> Come to me. Come to me. Tell those children, don't stop them from coming to me. The demonized man, why couldn't y'all cast that demon out? Bring that boy to me. Everything that God is saying is always for the believer who is supposed to be his voice and his body for the world to come to them. Why is the world, the church rejecting? How do I know if I meet the vulnerable government of love? My language becomes come to me. My language become what? Come to bring them here. Bring wherever I am, the kingdom of God is. Come on, I, wherever I am, Air Force One is. What, what, uh, heaven, he, stop praying for heaven. It's, it's an offense to God. Stop praying for heaven. Stop praying for heaven. Stop praying for it. Can I tell you why that's an offense? For you to pray for heaven is to say that you don't even understand what the Spirit of God is. If God is in you, heaven is with you. Come on, saints. We got to study what we talk about. When you're in school, you study everything. You don't just live it. You, you study it. Lord, I pray for heaven. He said heaven is in you. Heaven is already. But in this world, you're going to have many problems. But let the presence of God be your heavenly place. He told you we're seated in, in heavenly what? He just told you I'm, you're seated in and you just keep praying for heaven. You already in heaven. You just got to be awakened to the heaven that you have. This morning, God called me to tell you that he is not the one that, that making the destruction in your life but he is the one that's qualifying you to be delivered. Stand to your feet if you can. There is a place and a purpose for everyone in this place. And you have to understand that vulnerable place with God gives your spirit freedom to function in who you're actually supposed to be. How many of y'all love Chick-fil-A? They say, Pastor, what are you talking about Chick-fil-A right now? 
Don't do that to us. You're going to make us leave you right now. Don't make, don't make us leave. Oh, yeah, they do that. See, see, then I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. I, I was in a meeting this week with the Chick-fil-A. You can turn that down for a second. I was in a meeting with one of the Chick-fil-A executives. And he was, I wrote three pages of stuff. And we were talking about culture. How many of y'all know Chick-fil-A have this culture? Now, their line's kind of long sometimes, but usually they're generous. And the reason why you come to it, your, uh, watch this, your intention is based on their attention is because of their culture. You don't know why you keep loving the chicken, but honestly, if you're ready to other people's chicken, there's other chickens. And all they share is chicken. But it's like an addiction. It's expensive chicken too. I mean, y'all on the, I mean, we got money, but I'm still on the budget. <laughs> like, Jason, I got five, four kids. This $80 every time I go through this line. Lord, y'all ain't nobody getting a meal today. You get one sandwich and you two split. I was raised splitting five ways. What y'all talking about? The reason why they have your attention is because they've learned to be governed by a certain spirit of the culture. And they protect it and they preserve it. What was so interesting is that he said, we fire quickly. But it's not personal. If you don't agree with our culture, it's not personal. But you won't fit this environment. It's not, per what are you trying to say, Pastor? You have to have such an environment in you where the attention of who you are brings souls to come to you and they want to feed from you. I just got to know what's in your mind. I just, something about you. I, I, say what you want, but I just need to know who you are. Okay. How many of you know all of you have that potential? Can I, can I prove it to you? How many of y'all know some of y'all are loving, you're silly, silly you, you have your personalities. God don't want to take your personality, he just want to perfect it. Like me, I'm a hugger. I, I love big. But God had to perfect it because I, 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 you know, I didn't understand certain things early on. I was hugging all kind of people and I said, Pastor, you, you know, you just got to be careful. <laughs> Everybody intention. I said, you know, worry about it. But yeah, it might look bad. Oh. I'm sorry, I just, no, no, you, but you, 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 see, there's a part of you. How many of you know some of your jokes make me laugh? So when you come to church, I might be looking for you. I know that that personality strengthens my personality. You see how we all intertwine? Nobody is by themselves, nobody's competing. You don't have to compete because you're not me and I'm not you. Get out of that competition spirit. They're going to steal my idea. You can't steal mine. I got that mac sauce, baby. I, you don't know this recipe. God says, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. Did you know your Bible said they're building the businesses for you to take over? So why are you worrying about somebody stealing your ideas? What I'm sharing with you is God is calling you to have a culture of heaven that you seek and settle. Come to me, all who are weary. Come to me first. Come to what? Don't go to your drugs. 
Don't go to sexual promiscuity. Don't, don't, don't let the law of exposure train you to being what the world seemingly is success. When you start living certain ways, I have a beautiful pool in my backyard. But how many of you know I don't care about that pool if my family is not happy? If my relationships are... Money is nothing if you don't have purpose. If you don't have purpose, I would rather start poor and build in purpose than, than have all of this and got to fight my way back to trying to find God. That's why he told the rich young ruler. How many of y'all know the rich young ruler? He said, hey, bro, you got riches. But say, you, deny all that and come after me. The Bible said he walked off sorrowful. You know what that means? He didn't even have eternal life. But he used the Bible to get his riches. What am I talking about? Ultimately, in God's will, you want to have the God stamp to know that you're a part of this government program. You are an ambassador of Christ. It's time for you to live and breathe the word of God. This environment is gonna set you apart. It's gonna set you apart. It's gonna set you apart. Saints, I, my, my heart is crying out for you. And you say, why well, I'm not only crying out for you, I'm crying out for your children. Because what you don't see is gonna affect them. It, what you're not seeing is affecting you. But today God is going to restore you. Lift your hands. The first thing God is going to do is fix your exposure. What have you been exposed to? And he wants you to repent for focusing on those things. But today he's going to restore your focus back to him. Remember, he never left you. But he wants you to accept him this day. You are worthy and worth it. You qualify, you qualify, you qualify. And when you start seeing God, you're going to not only see yourself, you're going to love yourself. And you're going to have an investment of love for everything that's around you, everything that God promised you, everything God called you to. So this day, Father, I pray over your people that you redeem them back to their vulnerable place in knowing you. Back to their vulnerable place of knowing you back to that place open up your mouth for a second just ask God say God help me open up your mouth talk to him talk to him if y'all can put on what I sent you on the message talk to him talk to him you're not too far away that he can't help you understand father in the name of Jesus I bind every assignment of hell over your people right now. Every exposure that the adversary has been training them in. Come on, he's been tactical, tactically causing them to be depressed and motivated, despised, feeling shame. We break it off of them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that your power that sets free, extend your hand on them right now. Extend your hand on them right now. I pray that every addiction, come on, that's not who you are, saints. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. You're what God said you were called to be. 
You are who God said you're called to be. You are worthy. You're worth it. You are not those things. You're what Jesus said you are. Know that about We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Hey, God. We give you praise. 